We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And my good friend, Evan, at eCheney69, is uh, is licking his wounds after this uh, this past weekend. I, I finally uh, I finally took you down in the draft there, bud. That's what I deserve for tweeting. It's over in <laughs> in true fashion. Like th- Thursday like 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not your not your smartest shot, but uh, I think we each had eight uh, potential holes remaining, and uh, and you were winning, so you you almost got there. Um, it was close. It like was. that was definitely the closest contest we've had. Yeah, it was a real real battle of uh, of four of sixes. <laughs> real good. Um, and uh, joining us tonight as well, you see him on the screen if you're watching the stream here. Uh, Pat Mayo, you can find him on. I mean, why, why even, why even bother? It's at the PME. But if I, I can't imagine that anybody listening to this doesn't already know Pat, um, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Pat. Uh, you've been. What don't you do? Like I don't even know what to like. We like to keep the show to like forty minutes or so. I can't really plug all the stuff that you do. Um, <laughs> so thanks for uh, thanks for making the time, man. Yeah, I, I always just tell people, please go subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. I need, I need to get those numbers up. There you go. Easy enough, right? Um, yeah, that's uh, all All of the... Uh, I've been really, really enjoying the, uh, the NHL stuff uh, that has been over on the, the Mayo Network there. Um, so appreciate you making the time. I know you're I know you're a busy guy. It's been a few years since we uh, since we had you on. So um, it's nice to uh, nice to chat again. Well, you did the prudent move. You booked me eight weeks in advance and then reminded me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I know the I know the last minute. Uh, the last minute ask is never a good thing. So I, I try to uh, I, tr- I try to get ahead of the game a little bit when I can. Well, it's going to be easier for me soon. I've just uh, I'm moving in about two months. So I will have a full decked out basically like this studio behind me. I'll just have it at my house. So that's going to make things way easier for me. Ah, well, that'll be nice. Yeah, um, I have a uh, I have baby number two on the way in six weeks, so I uh, I think my schedule will be a little bit tougher at that point. <laughs> you get used to it. I I have two now as well. My oldest is twenty five months, and the other one is now nine months. So you know, it it sneaks up on you. You yeah. lose. 
I'll put it this way. You're not going to have any quiet time. I guess you're doing this from home right now. So maybe you'll hear babies in the background, but you will relish the opportunity to go into the other room for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So let's uh, I was I was just saying before we hit record, um, for those of you who have uh, those of you who are, are new to the show because Pat just retweeted it. Um, we start we start with a, uh, a snake draft every week and uh, go through the the draft. The lineup that you create obviously has to fit the DraftKings salary. Um, and we will uh, we'll get that situated shortly here. Um, but we will spin the wheel to see who is lucky enough for, to get the first pick here. Be me. Let's see. It's really such an exaggerated. Ah, there you go. I love the wheel. Guest honor. Oh, there you go. All right. So we got Matt. Matt I don't think you're allowed to have the first overall pick. Yeah, have I? Like in, have in two I months, in two months, you have not once had the first overall pick. No, no, but you know, and yeah. it's it's uh, it's definitely shown in my uh, in my results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I assume this is snake draft fashion, correct? Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, there you oh, go. Baby. And number two. Seven. All right. So, good start. I thought maybe I could I could ride some momentum into uh, into this week after finally getting the W, but I guess we're not going to be able to do that. Um, all right, so Pat, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your your thirty second? Uh, what what should we expect from this course? Because it's not exactly um, a, a tour staple. Well, let's see. I've done this, I think, approximately 20 times so far this week. So I think I have it down to 30 seconds. Let's <laughs> gather it all in. And the concession course, a Jack Nicholas design, par 72, 7,424 yards, full complement of par fives. But the biggest factor we're going to find out this week is, are those par fives reachable in two? Is there going to be layup zones? One, most definitely reachable. Another one, most definitely, you have to lay up. What do the other two do? Well, according to Jack himself, if the wind is behind you, you might be able to carry it, which means you could get to Bombers. Number 12, maybe you can drive that as well. So the Brysons, the Roms, the DJs, they could all have a significant advantage. I'm choosing to go the other way on that. I think you're going to need to lay up on these holes, get to your number. So who is the best player in the field from 75 to 125 yards. Plus, pros are saying this could be a little bit tougher. We don't know, although the wind does seem to be down. But if you can't scramble, you can't get up and down here and make your putts, you might be in trouble. So a strong wedge game, a strong short game. And that's really what I'm looking for here. I think this is going to be a second shot course. So I am pivoting off of the bombers and not necessarily into short hitters. I'm not thinking like Brennan Todd, although could be all right, I suppose, back on Bermuda. But at the same time, I think I want the elite players from basically 125 and in who can still get it up and down and drain a few 10-foot putts. So that's the way that I am approaching this this week. All right. So with with that said, who uh, who are you taking at 101 here? Justin Thomas. Come on. Justin Thomas is going to win, so I got to have the winner. That makes sense to me. I will take Justin Thomas. Yep. Not a, not a lot of explanation needed for... Uh, Mr. Mr. Thomas there. Uh, all right, Ev, let's see. Let's see what you got. I have a feeling that I know where you're going, but where do you think I'm going? I, I'm just you're, curious. you're such, you're such a, a DJ Stan. It's like disgusting. So I'm but sure here's the thing. I wasn't going to pick DJ because after what Pat just said, I'm actually reconsidering it a bit, even don't though let, don't thinking. listen to me. I have horrible no, I, picks. You no, I was, I was teetering between Rom and DJ. So what you just said, you know, it made my decision clear. So I'll go wrong. Nice. Um, of course, of course, if DJ does better, I will be in your DMs, Pat. But okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. So I'll, I'll just go wrong up top here. Build from there. Nice. All right. I like it. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I, I really like starting um, a lot of my lineups this week with Cantlay at the top. Um, I think you get a little bit more flexibility there, obviously, uh, with him just being at 10 K flat and granted there's, there are definitely value options, but I do think that it's, uh, it's one of those deals where, um, 
I think he has about the same amount of win equity as the guys above him, and uh, you're getting a, a discount there. So definitely good on Mr. Cantlay. And I think I am going to... I think I'm going to go with uh, Scotty Scheffler at 8,300 as well. You couldn't have made that your last pick when no one else took him? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you, you just, you, you got to love Scotty. Uh, he, over the last 50 rounds, he is uh, in the top 12 or 13 and around the green. And like you were just saying, that could be somewhat important. He uh, also last week, really uh struck it well he gained over he gained about three and a half strokes on approach so um and you know finished top 20 losing a stroke off the tee losing a stroke putting so i'm happy to uh i'm happy to just keep riding him i'm uh i'm a scheffler guy bet against him in round two bet on him in round one that's the move (laughs) all right i am kind of feeling victor hovland here um right i mean if we're gonna if we're gonna say this is a second shot course his approach game has been very solid especially relative to this field so i mean no reason to no reason not to take him i guess the the ninety four hundred dollar price tag might i don't know just gut feeling might be a bit much but i'm willing to pay that price and so these back-to-back picks for me if we haven't seen a course before, I'll take a guy that tends to play well the very first time he sees courses. We're back in Florida. Can't be a bad thing. I'll take Sung Jay coming in with my second pick. He, he took like a, a little vacation for him. Two weeks. I know. I'm like, I, I, I thought something was wrong, like with my uh, with my field list. and I couldn't find him for two weeks in a row. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you guys make the rest of my decisions for me in that range. What I'm going to do now is drop down to the $7,400 situation here and go with my guy, Mark Leishman. Continues the game with the irons, continues the game with the putter. We're now back in Florida. That has to be a good thing. It just feels like he's severely underpriced here at $7,400. Yeah, can't can't argue with that. Yeah, points per dollar is probably a top play on this slate. Now, I, I mean, I'm... Yeah. So, all right. So I will go my next pick. I kind of like Joaquin Neiman. I do, right? I mean, I think he follows the the off the tee game's been fine. The the putting's been fine, pretty good actually. Even though we like to, you know, sit like even though putting is a fairly inconsistent metric, but and the again the approach game. He's another guy that the approach game is very solid relative to this field. So, Joaquin, baby. All right, shaping up here. I so this is where I'm. Uh, this is where I'm thinking. Like I could probably still stay pretty expensive here. Um, what does it look like if I put in Bryson? Yeah, I think I can make that work. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bryson and and see how how growth can get as we. Uh, as we keep going through this and then I am going to back that up with hmm. maybe a little coke rack. I just feel like I, I just gravitate towards these, my, uh, my guys here with like coke rack and, and Scheffler. Uh, when, whenever you can jam them in, you just, you just kind of gotta. So, um, <laughs> all right. Ev, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Huh. There's a lot. I mean, I oddly enough, you know, as opposed to other weeks, I'm building this a lot more balanced. I'm noticing. Because normally I just go like extremely top heavy. But um. Yeah, that's go, why I thought uh, you were gonna pick DJ. Yeah. <laughs> let's go Harris English. Right. I mean, I think his what's he where's he priced already? Seventy five. Seventy five seems low. Right. Especially for a guy that has nothing. That's like much, much better than the field, but it's like definitely better than average. Right, really. <laughs> this is, Pat, this is this is the point in the draft where Evan gives the absolute worst like speech, uh, pump up speech about his picks. He's like, you know, no, those are the, I think that those are the sub 70 guys, though. <laughs> 
All right. No, I, I don't, yeah. I don't hate English. I just, I just yeah. love the way you frame uh, some of these decisions. No, I, I, I like English this week. He's, he's just priced low. I think that's, that's the synopsis I can give. Yeah. All right. So that goes back to me. I'll take Patrick Reed with my next selection. And I'll follow him up. I got to see if I can rig this the right way so I can get all the guys in I want. Because I already messed it up by taking Leishman. So, <laughs> so I could have I, I got one of my other like favorite plays, but now I can uh, no longer afford him. So if I could... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go. Let's say I do that. No, that's not enough money. Does that give me 81? No, that's not going to get me there either. Damn it. All right. I'll take Ryan Palmer with my next pick. All right. We get bonus points for balls in the middle of the water, right? Obviously. <laughs> we could, Oh, I forgot to spin. We could have done low ball, but whatever. Uh. Yeah. All right, Ev. Let's uh, let's follow this up with Billy Ho. He, um, I don't know. Again, he just seems like a guy that's way too. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Way too cheap. Like 7000 That seems a little low. So, go him. I like it. All right. So, I understand uh, that Munoz kind of kind of disappointed uh last week but i just feel like for 6500 and you're guaranteeing four rounds from him like there there are going to be uh a couple of rounds where you know he flirts with a streak or you know i just feel like he always uh i just feel like he always outperforms his um actual finish position in DraftKings scoring i that's just that's based off of nothing um like no real actual uh numbers i could probably look it up pretty easily but um, in my brain, that's how it works for Munoz. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rock with him. And so that leaves me with 8,200. Like there, there's just, there's so many guys that I hate right there. Like Usazen is right there now. Scott, uh, I might as well just go Scott because I bet him last week and he, um, you know, he came out and it looked like it was going to be good putting Scott week and uh, never really, never really <laughs> continued. So um, maybe this will be like the, uh, the, the bounce back after I, after I bet him. 
I feel pretty com- pretty comfortable with that lineup. So I'm I'm going Scott. Well, if he does bad, I'm going to have to use the joke again. Oh God. I feel like I retired that, but it might yeah, it's have to almost come almost like maybe you should. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ev. What, yeah. what are you What are you looking at here? Because well, I can't wait. I it, I have the answer to the perfect lineup, oh, and it's boy. Abraham. There you go. That was probably the worst thing I said all day. No, um, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's true. If you saw my Twitter earlier, <laughs> <laughs> except for the around the green game, which has been a little shaky. He's just been, I, he's been he's been fairly good. I mean, for sixty eight hundred, you're getting a guy that's gaining a quarter of a stroke around uh, on approach. And you're getting a third of a, a third of a stroke off the tee over his last six months of play. So hard to argue with that at a $6,800 price tag to round out a lineup like this. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So my biggest mistake here, I was trying to get back up to Adam Scott because I actually do like Adam Scott this week, but I couldn't do it. The move I really wanted to make, if I didn't take Leishman in that Palmer spot, I think I could have wiggled it if I went really really shallow with him with like someone like a David Lipsky, for example, at the min who I, I don't mind. I'm going to use this week, but I probably could have got that Leishman spot up to like burger or Morikawa or Webb yeah. to go with. My, I, I'm going to take Rasmus Hogard with my final selection at 67, but I also like Mackenzie Hughes down there as well. Hughes is probably safer, but you know, you have a young Dane just dials in approaches. He's the Danish Siwoo Kim. Got to, got to go with him. Wow. The 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 Florida sun glistening, you know I, what could what could possibly go wrong? That's he, lo- he loves birdies, loves bogeys, but loves birdies. <laughs> but that does and, well in this format. So yeah, I, I think I so. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. So just real quick before we before we switch over to bets, Pat. What in general? Um, or I'll recap the I'll recap the teams first. So Pat has uh, Justin Thomas, Sung Jay, Leishman, Reed, Palmer, and Hogard. Uh, Evan has Rom, Hovland, Neiman, English, Horschel, and Answer. And I have Cantley, Scheffler, Bryson, Kokrak, Munoz, and Scott. So I, I gotta say, I think I think this is, that'll be that's setting up pretty nice. Um, what's what's your general uh, your general lineup construction strategy with these WGCs, right? Like you know that you're guaranteed um, for basically guaranteed unless somebody withdraws four rounds from everybody. Um, what, like, do you feel like you take more shots at, with these uh, really cheap guys or do you find yourself still kind of sticking to your, um, like a more balanced build in general? I, I think in main lineups, whether it be a three max or a single entry, I don't take as many shots. So like the Lipskis won't make those lineups, but someone like Mackenzie Hughes, I don't feel badly playing whatsoever. He's 6,400 bucks. Right. Good on Nicholas Courses, putts well on Bermuda. I mean, he putts well everywhere, but he actually had a sneaky, decent week at Genesis as well, which I actually found quite surprising. So I think it all depends on where you want to put your win equity in. So if you can jam in, like I, I started this team with Justin Thomas. I started a few teams with Cantlay and then Cantlay and Thomas together. But a lot of lineups are starting with like Berger or Reed and just kind of hammering off that lower nine, higher eight with the bottom end of the high class players like Berger, Webb, Morikawa, Im. You can jam four of those guys into a lineup if you want to, if you're okay at the bottom taking Aura Hogard or even Gary Woodland who had an immaculate ball striking week and lost eight strokes putting in two rounds at Riviera. So I think there's ways in decent enough players in the $6,000 range that you can round it out and still get four really good players in. And it's kind of, it just, I think it really depends on the week too, because for basically from M to Leishman, unless it's Adam Scott, I don't have anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's right. Like, there's there's a lot of crapshoots uh in that range but just in general like these wgcs are always super interesting because just i mean from from an ownership perspective uh things get relatively flat like we don't always project it like it's going to be super flat because people you know talk up the same guys all the time and it goes through the echo chamber and then you look and everybody pivoted off of uh (laughs) 
off of everybody and it all kind of just evens out um with these no cut events in in most situations uh especially the you know small fields you got what 72 uh or 71 guys in the field this week you're not um you're not getting anybody uh too crazy high or too crazy low above 7k so um yeah definitely definitely interesting um to to just guarantee yourself these four rounds and see how uh how strategy sort of varies through there um all right let's uh let's switch over to some bets you said you uh you believe mr thomas is going to uh win this week um any other any other outrights that you are uh, particularly high on yeah i peppered this like 20 to 45 range so i actually took five guys from in there didn't take anything outside of it. So nothing lower, nothing higher. And I thought to myself, you know, for four DJs, I could have a Justin Thomas this week. That's not how win equity is actually going to work out in probability. So give me Justin Thomas. So I have Thomas at 20. I think 18 is probably the best number that you can get on him now. I still yeah. like the, I still like the 18. Um, yeah. I got Reed at 33, Webb at 35, Morikawa at 40, and Im at 45. I just felt like those numbers were too deep in a field like this. Um, and you can shop around. You can find those in different places. They're not all up on DraftKings Sportsbook, although I highly recommend that everyone go go make your bets on DraftKings Sportsbook if it is legal in your state. It's not legal where I am, so I have to use alternative options up here in Canada. But those five guys, you know, I don't have a really strong lean on one guy versus another, but if it's going to be like Berger at 25 or Sungjae at 45, I'll just take the 45. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I have I have JT uh, in my sim at like plus ten eighty, um, and DraftKings still has eighteen fifty up right now. That's that's the best um, the best odds that I have up on my screen or out of the books that I'm looking at. So um, definitely uh, definitely hitting that. Um, any sort of deeper shots uh, that you're looking at for you know, some of these alternative top five, top 10, top 20, uh, and just, just strategy wise, um, like how much, how much are you balancing your outright bets versus your, uh, you know, other finished position, uh, bets. Basically the finished position bets will break me even for the week. If one of them hits that it'll cover everything that I put into it. Uh, whereas the outrights are going to pay you know, a decent amount if they end up hitting. So I ended up playing Leishman, Woodland, and Hughes top 10, and Hughes and Lipsky top 20. Those were the other ones that I played. Okay. I like it. You guys um, want a wild bet? Yes, of we course. Go, we go Chan Kim, who's 33 to 1 right now for a top 10. Are you talking are you to me about that, or are you going to bet that? Oh no, I'm betting that. I, I it's, that's, I, I have this really weird way of like explaining my bets to Matt, and I just pose them as Jeopardy questions. Oh. <laughs> so, so what's that's the right. what's the thesis here? Well, no, the thesis is that he's gaining a quarter of a stroke per round on approach, and 0.8 strokes tee to green. So that that's. I don't know the price for the price. I, it's just a fun bet to sweat out for the weekend for me. Yeah. You said, what did you say? Top 20 10. or top 10. 10. So yeah. top 10. Yeah. I mean, at, at DK, he's 3,300 and everywhere else he's 25 or worse. So, I mean, just from, just from a Sklansky bucks perspective. Um, I, I think that that's, that's fine. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm putting American dollars on it. Uh, and I don't think Pat's putting Canadian dollars on it, but um, that's fine. I like it. I mean, he did come 11th in the open championship in 2017. So there you go. There you go. I mean, we if, have reasons. If, if you can't, if you can't draw uh, comparisons uh, between this event and, that event, then I don't know what we're doing. And yeah. with a next best finish of 41st ever at the Zozo two years ago. <laughs> what, could, yeah. what could possibly go wrong? I just got to put all my game, my GameStop profits toward, <laughs> toward 
afford it. When, when I can withdraw from Top Shot, I will. Uh, I'll put a bet on Chan Kim the next next chance I get. Dude, uh, Chan uh, Kim will be retired by that point. Have you been <laughs> buying Top Shot? Uh, I bought a pack, and you got a pack. Been, yeah, and have Jeez. been have been flipping and uh, and making theoretical dollars when uh whenever whenever we can withdraw i'm getting out as soon as fucking humanly possible and Dude, never looking back <laughs> I, I i love those itchy and scratchy dollars i just I, I i'm basically like i got a pack it that was like you know 10 or 12x what the pack was actually worth immediately and then i'll just i'll leave a couple hundred bucks in there and screw around a little bit and and see what happens but um yeah that's it's been uh it's been an interesting interesting week actually following that stuff so you um, weren't you weren't the guy who paid 30k for davis's card no no i was not i i was i was very happy for davis although like i feel like he read about it, but like he put it up for sale so there's like kind of a <laughs> if you put it up for sale somebody might buy it yeah, yeah you seem more like a crypto art kind of guy I have none of this stuff. <laughs> I'm, not, well, I'm got... not against any of this stuff, but I don't understand any of it whatsoever or how it works. Oh, and I don't, I I don't just either. Decided that I don't want to put my money into that. I'd rather you know buy houses and stuff like Which that. Which is actually the smart approach, right? Because I, most I mean, I don't know. It sounds like people are cashing in, and I'm missing most, out. I, I, I. So let me tell you something. Like, I'm quick. So like, I took a, a class on blockchain. And cryptocurrency and in, in you're school. such a nerd. I know. It, don't I live an exciting <laughs> life? But I still can't explain it. And I took a whole semester class and paid, you know, the American college type money on such a class, and I still can't explain it. So, so those, those American colleges—they're pretty pricey, I hear. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a Matt and I could talk about that in a separate podcast. Yeah. But, but it, it just seems to me like, listen, if I had like 30K to go mess around with, you know, I'd probably go get into this kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's been like, because it's all over my Twitter. It's all over everyone's Twitter right now in this space. Oh, yeah. at least. Oh, absolutely. That, that the people that are doing the majority of the buying, you know, they're pretty rich dudes that they don't care if they lose like 50K. They probably, I mean, they don't want to lose 50K, but at the same time, that's not really crippling them. And I feel like it's causing other people who can't afford it to potentially get in where they could lose their money. And that worries me a little bit. That's, I mean, that's a question you can have about any rising asset, but this especially, yeah. Well, this one just seems so, I mean, like you said, you can't even get your money out of it. Yeah. I think that um, I am, I am on a, a totally, totally different level of uh of the amount of money that i that i put into this and i was just hoping to open a pack and see like what the fuss was about and the site crashed when i opened it and i didn't even get to see the whole like fucking show of everything so that was that was great that was a good experience um (laughs) but yeah i mean it's all stupid like i don't i don't think that it's like amazing like i think you know, we're we're t- we just drafted like golfers against an imaginary salary cap. Like all the shit that we talk about is kind of stupid when you really think about it. But it's it's fun in its own Ex- way. Existential yeah, conversations for the if women. you're getting something out of it and it's not like going to put you in the poorhouse, go for it. Like I don't care. Yeah, it's your money. Spend it how you want. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it it's been it's been fun. Um, I'm not like. I'm not like a truther. I'm not like holding these, you know, until 2030. Like I'm just, I just wanted to play around with it because I was bored and it, I actually got a pack. Like that's the only reason. Otherwise I would have just been like, this is stupid and I don't want to ever look at this again. <laughs> now let's go. When is, when are the other sports coming out with this? When, when can we get like a golf one? UFC is actually, yeah, UFC just, with UFC very yeah. soon. Eh. That's what I'm preparing for now. Golf would be golf would be super fun, but only to the extent that they could get like historical stuff. Like I don't want to see like a, a chip in from the Genesis last week. Like I want to see, you know, Tiger's chip in at the master, you know, like I, I want to see those uh, like those highlights. I, I don't know. Um, although like some of the stuff that I have like in my collection right now or whatever, it's like, literally wouldn't even make the sports center top 10 and like somehow people are like asking 750 dollars for it so <laughs> i don't i don't understand any of it 
get paid. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right. Do you uh, do you have a card as well for the uh, the Puerto Rico Open? Um, what any any bets that you are particularly interested in there, Pat? As yeah, far as outright, I, I bet Justin Suh, my guy. Just I think he's really good. And I missed the 40, but there's a 35 on him, so I took that. And then I looked at Fantasy National and looked at their simulator, and Paul Barjon was number one. So I was like, fuck it, let's, let's do it. 125 to one. There you go. Um, actually, Justin is uh, as 4,500 at DK right now. Yeah, but I can't bet there. I know. I'm just saying for the people. The, for the, people, the, people, yes. the people need their outs, you know? Oh, I, Thomas, that's actually not bad. Yeah. Thomas, so double or even a triple with Phil in the Champions Tour, you get up to like a thousand to one. You're good to go. There you go. Then you can retire. You can buy all the top shots you want. <laughs> yeah, <You can> buy <laughs> top shot. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh. I. I always like to. I also like to to pick people's brains. Uh. As far as head to head. So how much? I know you. Uh. I know I see you tweet out, Pat, uh, your your round head to heads, you know, overnight or whatever, early in the morning um, throughout the course of the contest. But uh, how much like how much are you actually like spending over there compared to your like full full tournament bets? Like, are you just you're just like peppering whatever you like kind of randomly or is there a certain way that you're like attacking each day or you are giving me for no i'm just fucking around when i do it so it depends on how well i'm currently doing and how much money is in my account <laughs> like i want a bunch on sat i didn't re- like sometimes i forget to release them and other times i like make them last second it's a weird spot to be in because people look for to me i don't know why they look to me for this stuff but like the last one what are your favorite head to heads like i haven't even looked sometimes like i just i don't feel like playing today like i'm I, you know i'm out for a run in the morning that i'm taking care right. of the kids I just say, fuck it. Don't even look. But I played a Norin three ball on Saturday last week against Spieth and fuck was the other guy, Wyndham Clark, who gagged it at the end and Norin ended up winning it. But that was a nice one. Um, but basically, if I'm just like up early with the kids and like they're not being too shitty uh, and being calm, then I just jump on the computer. And if it's a you know event with shot link i'll just hop on to fantasy national and just kind of scour if i can see if there's one guy whose putting should positively turn around versus two guys that just aren't striking the ball all that well and just go and see what their odds are norm was like plus 225 or something like that and then you know every once in a while you get like three really nice three balls in a row or i mean we're gonna get the head-to-head soon in two balls i think starting I don't think this week. I think starting next week we start seeing that in Florida. Either way, you know, parlaying those together just for kicks or playing around Robin. But, you know, like 50 bucks, 75 bucks a bet, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So let's I, I do. I do want to make sure that we uh, talk about some people that, um, you know, that we didn't necessarily draft, but uh, that are definitely in consideration for people. Uh, you did mention Web Edgar. Uh Right now, I'm seeing uh, offered sort of pretty much across. I see six different books offering odds. Um, at at Pinnacle, they have Berger minus 123 against Webb for plus 106. Um, any any leans between those two guys? Not especially, no. I just like Webb's number better in the outright market because it's almost, in some places, it can be up to 10 points higher. So I don't see a huge difference between them. I don't like pre-tournament head-to-heads. I feel like we don't have enough information. I like to see around, see two rounds because it's all the same. You know what I mean? Like if you play, unless you have s- such a strong conviction, like I did play one head-to-head. I very rarely do it. I played it last week. I played Morikawa over Hideki because Morikawa was getting plus money against Hideki for whatever reason last week. So I was like, all right, I'll bet that. That seemed like a mistake. So I hit yeah. it. But other than that, like I'd rather wait a round or two and see how the guys are playing first. Yeah, I, I always feel, um, I always feel kind of obligated to, uh, to to play head to heads, and it's just it's the biggest leak I think probably in uh, any of the betting that I do. It's like the I do the worst at it. I don't know why. Um, like I I kind of live in like the top twenty realm and just like hope that you know I hit an outright 
every uh, every couple of months and you know that really that really bumps everything up um but yeah i agree i think that the best the best way that you can spend your time uh as far as head-to-heads is probably just looking on friday morning saturday morning sunday morning or whatever and and just kind of picking off a few that look that look wrong and it's important to to have a bunch of books because you uh you can see like even these pre-tournament head-to-heads like Web is plus one twenty four at uh, at Chris and minus one twelve at Fanduel against Burger. Like it's the, it's the same exact matchup, and people who only have Fanduel are just like pounding the the one twelve for whatever reason. So, um, I I promised everybody that I would tell them to have multiple outs uh, every week, and I just fulfilled that promise. So, um, Ev, any uh, any other uh, non Chan Kim? Uh, bets that you're <laughs> that you're interested in this week. I mean, nothing else that we haven't explained. I I mean, Decky Decky to win outright. I might have some value at uh, DraftKings, uh, sixty one and a half to one. I think that might be my only big betting take. Yeah. yeah. Is it because it's going to lose? I don't get it. Well, <laughs> it's probably going to lose because I'm betting it, but. It, it's the same thing with Decky every week, right? I mean, it, it's always the putting. The putting is keeping him from being the greatest golfer of all no, time. No, 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 that that's but, not true. Which, which I, I mean, that's my take on it. The putting but, sucks, but the rest of his game also kind of sucks right now. Well, right now, but like I'm just talking about his whole career in general, right? I mean, we can we can say like the last six months he's probably underperformed relative to who he is as a golfer, um, but like in general, it's just. I always bet him. Like I think Decky is the person that I have legitimately put the most DFS and betting dollars on in my in my golf gambling career. How's that working out? Well, I'm happy at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy um, guy, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, like theoretically, I I ha- I show value on Decky for from my sim, but like it's not something that I'm that I'm super interested in. Like I'd rather. I'd rather just bet English at 55. Um, just, you know, just straight up against that. Um, well, I, well, I think that, I think that's really interesting though, because those are two guys who kind of have the opposite kind of career path right now where Harris English was this guy ages ago, then he went through this giant slump. And when he first starts breaking out, which has almost been like a year now that's mm-hmm. been working for him. And this happened to Webb too. When Webb, kind of figured out the putting all remember when Webb was like the worst putter on tour the worst the absolute worst <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was great and the iron started being and Webb was sort of like luke list in a weird way he wasn't a bomber but you look mm-hmm. at his tee to green stats you're like this guy is great and he yeah. can't make a putt and all of a sudden he just started putting so hideki's on this downswing so your sim your model still likes him how much do you think that factors in what he has done over the past like three years versus his short term where someone like harris english you're probably waiting the last year a whole lot longer with him just in the sense of what you're talking about, because if you waited the past three years, he wouldn't be any good. Yeah, for sure. My, the, the power ranking score that I have that, that sort of feeds the SIM is uh, like a weighted average of last hundred, last 50, last 24 and last eight rounds. So it, it's pretty heavily like leaning towards longer term. Like, Obviously, those last hundred rounds count in all of those categories. So, um, but yeah, I think I think that there's good things to that. I think there's bad things to that. I think the good thing is that it um, it catches on a little bit quicker than those super long term uh, numbers, but it also doesn't catch like those like three event hot swings. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of I think that it does enough of both that I'm confident in it, but it's definitely it's definitely something that I've that I've tried to figure out how to balance because it's you know you you look at some of these golfers and you're like well they're they've always been great but for the last 50 rounds they saw you know like look at speed right like for years we thought that he was like the best thing ever and then now he like sucked for a while and now like maybe he's good again but maybe not I don't know like we'll see um I, what do you think I think he actually kind of is back 
not like number one player in the world back, but yeah, no, I like top 40 pretty soon. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, look, he, he, he sort of rose to the, 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 the pinnacle of his career because of things that you can't always count on. And those things went away. Like, well, I mean, the, the biggest fact for him, I think, is that he can't drive the ball anymore. He used to be a pretty good driver of the ball. Right. Like, and he was right. He's like, you know, he was like maybe slightly above average. And now it's like, God knows, uh, you know, for a while it was God knows where it's going to go. And maybe, maybe it swings back. And if he could just be average, like he's, he's the opposite of Hideki. Like if Hideki could just be average putting, like it's... <laughs> the opposite speed if he could just be average off the tee like he'd probably be totally back um but yeah i i it's it's hard it's hard for me to balance all of that stuff the 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 simulator that i have um somewhat takes the different categories into account but for the most part it's just like course and field adjusted scoring like just straight up yeah, um, I, I think our one at Fantasy National, it does length of hole, I think, is what it weights the most. Right. Uh, and how players have been scoring on a weighted average. I, I mean, Moose would know. I wouldn't know. So if you ever have him back on, ask him about it. But I think that's how it works. But it's yeah. quicker to catch up to Munoz and Lonto and English and those type of guys right. rather than being late on them, it seems. And, I mean, sometimes that can be good. Other times it can be horrendous. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, and that's that's the balance that that all of this has to strike with golf because there are guys that are going to play like top ten golfers in the world for two weeks in a row, uh, and then go back to being you know like the hundred fiftieth best golfer in the world like the next week. Sam, um, Sam Burns will be interesting moving forward. Yeah, Br- yeah, he he's been. Um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but he was. Uh, just he was like 12th in my power ranking model a few weeks ago and he was like 28th in DraftKings salary or something stupid um and of course he was like kind of whatever that week and then ended up doing doing great the week after but that's how these things go sometimes um but yeah i think i think striking that balance is the most important thing right like you need to you need to incorporate some sort of like who this guy is from a long-term talent perspective, but you also have to be like, well, they're all suck now or like, Oh, they're playing really well now. But like how quickly do you adjust? Cause people were, people were shitting on Harris English all year last year. And he just kept doing well all, all season. And nobody wanted to believe that it was like a thing. Like as if he didn't have that like ceiling in him from the past, like we, we saw him do this before, you know what I mean? Do you think that it would be smart? And I mean, you you run numbers on stuff like this, and I'd be curious to know. It's hard to really quantify this, but do you think that there's leverage into that type of player, whether it be English or Spieth on the rebound? Guys that we've had this notion for for a longer sample that once they turn it around, that the quote unquote sharper DraftKings players are not as quick to adjust to them, that maybe there is value in rolling with them. Yeah, I think I think that there's probably a um, there's a name value uh, part of that equation to a yeah. certain extent. Like Spieth is so um, like so hot and cold with people. Like you have the the people who've rostered him every week, no matter what, just because he's Spieth, and you have the people who say he sucks. He's sunrun with his putter for years, and now it caught up to him. Um, I think that I think that the most important thing, as as always, for DraftKings per, uh, purposes, is ownership. And um, Harris English never hit a, a threshold of ownership um, in like a reasonably strong field last year for me to be like, oh, I can't play him. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. And just just looking at like how how prices change, like we talked about a few weeks ago. Cameron Tringali is a guy who just will never be expensive no matter what. And he's just, he's been playing great for, you know, eight months or whatever it's been. Uh, And, and like people don't really roster him that much. The books don't really respect him that much. DraftKings uh, prices don't really ever move that high. I think he hit like 7,900 a couple weeks ago, but that's like the highest he's been in forever. 
Um, so I think that there are guys that will just never spike in price. will never go super low in odds. And I think there's definitely like that middle third of, of people that you're looking at is where you have to make your money because everybody knows the very top guys and everybody knows to avoid the really shitty guys at the bottom. So it's kind of that middle third that, that makes it in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's wrong, but that's kind of where I've focused on trying to get better at, at selecting guys in that range. You trying to get better. Good God. I just pick the same losers every week and lose. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some of that. I, I bricked pretty hard this past week. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this, this guaranteed six of six will help me out this week. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, liked the, uh, like the strategy conversations, liked getting to pick your brain a little bit. Um, and, uh, obviously make sure that you are, uh, what did you say? The, the YouTube channel is the thing right now for the, the Mayo media. Yeah, Mayo Media Network. Just go subscribe to it on YouTube. Watch all the videos. Like all the videos. All the stuff really helps, especially now that I'm out on my own. I, I need these numbers to be up. Yeah, just make a playlist. Let it run when you go to sleep. Just let the let the views keep keep clicking in. It's That's perfect. the move. <laughs> well, seriously, though, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time in. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on again uh, at some point later in the season after your, uh, after your move. Yeah, after my home studio is set up, you know, just... I can do it anytime then. Perfect. All right. I, I'm, I'll uh, I'll take you up on that. Uh, Evan, sir, it's a pleasure as always. It's been a good time. Appreciate you. We will uh, we will be back next week. Um, and barring any uh, any changes, we will have uh, Rick Rungood next week. So make sure you uh, make sure you tune into that. Make sure you hop into the listener league as well. Uh, and we will talk soon. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.